grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. Here we are for the last week of After Dark Live and Unleashed. Before we go on a little break to recharge, reset and replenish, ready for 2022. My question tonight is, when was the last time you did a health check on your relationships? We worry so much about health checks on our physical being, but what about our emotional being? and our connection to our partner. Well, Luke from Conscious Couples is along to talk about an acronym that he calls HEART and how we can use that as a little checklist to make sure that our connections are healthy as well. Timberlina will be along for the last time in 2021, dispensing her amazing relationships and sex advice. We've got a great show coming up for you. Thanks for listening to After Dark. Ever wondered about Tantra? Perhaps you want to know the benefits of sperm retention. Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples invite you to explore the outer limits of your sexuality on After Dark. Well, Conscious Couples is one of my favourite regulars to have on After Dark. But today, Luke is flying solo and we're spending some quality one-on-one time together, aren't we, lovely? Yeah, we always have a good little catch-up before we actually um, hit the record button, which is great. Yeah, absolutely, we do. And um, and today we're talking about... Um, relationship style, so attachment styles, and um, a really cool little acronym that you have for just checking in uh, on how the health of your relationship is. There's always, uh, you know, we, we worry about our physical health all the time and we pay a lot of attention to diet and exercise and all that sort of thing. But, you know, sometimes our connections need a little bit of a health check as well. So you have uh, a really cool little framework for, uh, for a check-in, don't you? Yeah, I do. Um, I have to like call it out that it's not my framework. It's one that we use. It was um, created by an amazing human called Jessica Fern, who we're um, planning on having on our podcast, who's author of a book that talks a lot about attachment styles. And attachment styles has become like a bit of a um, a buzz topic a buzz in topic. relationships, yeah. Yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, and it's yeah. always been there, but it, it just seems yeah. to be really trendy at the moment. I do see it a lot. <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of relationship coaches and podcasters and, you know, this and that um, get into attachment styles and simplify it a little bit. And it's great to have it as part of the conversation and narrative, but uh, if it's something that you are interested in, uh, it brings an incredible amount of awareness and to go in deep with somebody that has done, you know, studied the research, um, and the, you know, the literature around attachment styles is really, really valuable. Mm. Um, so Jessica Fern's book, um, Polysecure is about, um, attachment styles, like the first two thirds is all about attachment styles and explaining it. And the last third of the book is about how it can be, um, brought into open relating. Yes. Now reading this book as somebody who's in an open relationship, I read this book and I was like, wow, this is an everybody book. Like this is something that 
people who, um, you know, have business partners, you know, yes. like business partners who might have a polyamorous business relationship. Like say you and I were in business, but I had something that I wanted to do on the side, Yes, you know, a side business, or, you know, you have a partner who has an ex partner that they have kids with, you know, there's multiple relationships going on. Um, even just, you know, if you're parents and you have relationships with your partner, but also have a parent child relationship as well, it's actually really valuable in the context of, if you're living a life that has multiple really close connected, um, secure or attached relationships. Yes. It's a really great book. Yeah. I can completely see where where you're coming from with it. And, you know, we've had this discussion before that we have talked about open relating and polyamory on the show. Uh, and you guys have been really open with your story, but a lot of the things that, um, have come out of that, can be applied to monogamous relationships. They can be applied to parent-child relationships. They can be applied to uh, work relationships. There's just so much Mm -hmm. to uh, unpack with that. And the fact that you are in an open relationship means that you really have to delve deep and understand where the other person is coming from more than the average bear, but it just brings a whole new level of understanding to your relationship. So yeah. And in, yeah, in terms of it, attachment styles, it has been, I know we had a chat about this before we went on air is that is something that I've been really interested in and uh, have actually done a course on it recently. And not only has that helped my intimate relationship but it has also helped, uh, you know, the way that I relate to my kids or my father or um, my uh, my teachers at the school or whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. you know, just to sort of understand that um, where they're coming from and where I'm coming from and, and, you know, none of it is right or wrong. There is no right or wrong attachment style, but you need yeah. to understand the attachment style of the other person you're relating with. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So um, like you said, it's it's – it's relationships, but it's everything. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just how we operate in the world and how we communicate with other people and how we interpret the information of the world to what it means to the relationship that we have with ourselves a 100%. lot of the time. Yeah. So um, this acronym that Jessica Fern has come up with is um, HEART. So to break it down, it's here. So being here and present with me. Um, which I'm sure we can all very much relate to in the world of social media and phones and computers and work phone calls, you know, cooking dinner, kids running around. Like when we're together, it needs to be quality time. Like you need to be here. You need to be with me. Yeah. Um, and I need to, I need to be, know that you're know that you are appreciating this time with me. Like mm. you're grateful and, and you know, it's, something that's meaningful to you. Um, the E is for expressing delight. So, you know, it's, it's kind of runs, you know, all of these things run similar to other things like, you know, um, the love languages, which we've talked about before, like expressing delight is like just talking, like celebrating your wins, like yeah. you know, not focusing on all of the hard stuff, like celebrating the fact that like we're in a relationship, we love each other. Like we're intimate, like we've found, you know, some light in this world. How good is this? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, so important because life does get heavy. Um, but you mm. know, just taking that moment to go, this is so cool in this moment. This is, you know, mm. this is heaven. Love it, you know. And it can be, yeah. you know, watching sport on the telly or you know, and having a glass of wine and just being there. It's just, yeah, 
Yeah, and yeah, and you just taking yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you it's can taking that moment to hit pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on and Netflix you, and look at each other and be like, how good that that we've got each other to watch Netflix together. Yeah, I know, and you know what? Like, it's so easy to just um, not really acknowledge those moments and focus on all the hard stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, completely, I'm loving it so far. Yeah. Got All it. right. Well, we've got more. We've got three more letters to go. Um, so attunement is the A. Um, and basically attunement is just, um, you know, being aware of your partner and your differences and being able to attune to your partner's differences and attune to what you're going through. So clearly communicate where you're at, like being able to narrate your experience and being able to maybe put your partner's shoes on and see things from their lens Mm. sometimes. Um, So attunement is really valuable in, you know, knowing that, um, you know, the map is not the territory, you know, the map is just somebody's version, somebody's interpretation of what is going on. It's not everything. It's not real life. It's just one thing. So attunement, basically just being able to take a breath and be like, Oh shit. So how are they, where are they coming from with this right now? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because everyone's mm. in a different in a different space. So yeah, being able to yeah. yeah be be attuned to what your partner's going through at the moment is crucial. Yep. Yeah, and even more important, attuning to yourself and like what the story is that you're telling yourself. What do you actually need right now? Yeah, like, you know, really attuning, just stopping and taking a look inwards and being like, right, what's happening? Where do I feel this in my body? Like, what am I experiencing right now? Yeah, so it's self awareness basically. Yeah. And awareness of your partner. Love it. Ever wondered about Tantra? Perhaps you want to know the benefits of sperm retention. Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples invite you to explore the outer limits of your sexuality on After Dark. So the R in hearts is rituals and routines. So creating rituals and routines that are special and specific to you and your partner or to whatever relationship it is for you to be able to bring all these things in, like just things that you know that you can rely on and that are yours. They're special. They mean something. Right. Okay. Could you give me an example of like what a ritual or routine would be for you guys? Yeah, so um, like every Friday night, uh, a new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race comes out on um, our streaming service. Yeah. So we always make sure we've got plenty of chips and dip and a bottle of wine in the fridge. And we know that that night is going to be, you know, legs all over each other on the lounge. We're going to be like touching each other's hair and stroking each other's legs and foot massages. And we're going to be like, you know, judging and gossiping and going crazy (laughs) on the performance of a bunch of drag queens who we don't know from a bar of soap. Uh, and we love it. Yeah. That's that's one thing that we do. Um, every time there's a new episode of the L word that comes out, we, you know, we, we have that as our thing, you know, and we're, we're there for like, Oh, new episodes out. We're messaging each other. We're looking forward to it. Um, throughout lockdown, we've, taken turns every weekend to plan something special to do on the weekend together, Mm -hmm. whether it's big or small, you know, a picnic and getting burgers or, you know, like a a play date, you know, something sexy, um, you know, a dinner out, like, you know, 
so that's a ritual. Like every weekend, one of us plans something to do together yeah. as a date, date night. Love it. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And I guess just having that, that routine that you know, that, you know, um, every Friday night is going to be RuPaul's Drag Race and, you know, that's, that's the non-negotiable. It's, yeah, that's really cool to have that. Um, yeah. That surety, I guess that, mm-hmm. yeah, there's yeah. a connection time built into the week. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's going on. You can rely on the fact that you're going to have some time to come together. Yeah. Love it. And so the T is turning towards after conflict, turning towards after conflict. So a lot of the times we can get in these, you know, toxic um, conflict patterns where, you know, we'll have a bit of a Barney rumble and we'll do the silent treatment for a couple of days or, you know, we'll only give, you know, a part of ourselves for the couple of days and we'll hold on to things or we'll hold on to that thing and pretend like everything's okay until the next argument and bring it up then. Yeah. So turning towards after conflict, um, like in 40 years of research, um, the Gottmans found that the key factor to a long lasting love is a couple's ability to turn towards each other and come back together after conflict. Mm. So whether this is, um, you know, waiting till things cool down and then having a check-in like, you know, so what exactly was happening last night? Like what were your needs again? What needs to change? Do you have any questions for me? Just having some intimacy, like, you know, having a fight and realizing that it's just one thing. It's not everything, having a cuddle, you know, appreciating what's going on. Um, it's just coming back together after conflict and realizing that it's a lesson, it's feedback, it's not failure. Yes, 100%. And it does take a bit to realize that, doesn't it? Particularly if you've had really tumultuous relationships in the past, that conflict is like, oh, my God, like, you know, you think that everything's going to blow up. So being Mm -hmm. able to have that conflict and that difference of opinion and then come back together and go, yeah, I see where you're coming from, I see where you're coming from, um, you know, and respecting the difference in point of view, but then realizing that it's not actually everything. And, you know, we don't have to put a nuclear bomb under a connection because Mm. there's been a bit of conflict and it, it actually feels really good and complete, I guess, on the other side of it, because you have aired that resolved it, Mm. you know, aired it. So it's, um, it actually feels like a really healthy thing to do. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Like I've in Sindra and my, um, relationship coaching conflict resolution and conflict cycles is like almost the biggest part of our 12 week program because people can be in the most loving, intimate relationship. They can appreciate each other. Um, but when we get in these conflict cycles, that's the part that we really struggle to be able to like turn back in towards and have a look at it. Like it's, it's almost human nature to just, you know, run away and turn away and pretend like it never happened. Mm. And there's been so many couples who have said, um, you know, we've been through so much hard shit together, you know, we can't give up now, but a lot of the times we don't actually learn anything from the conflict. If we're just turning away from it all of the time, Yeah, like conflict's okay. Conflict's natural. Like conflict can be really, really um, growth inducing for a relationship. As long as you turn towards each other and learn something from the conflict. Yeah. A hundred percent. I really resonate with what you're saying there, Luke. I love it. Um, Mm. Yeah. This is, um, been yeah a really nice acronym i really like it and um yeah so 
healthy and, um, you know, thought-provoking. I'm sure that everybody who's listening to this in whatever sort of relationship or, or, you know, who you're relating with, you can get something out of this. It doesn't necessarily have to be your intimate partner. It can be, um, you know, your colleagues. It can be, you know, whatever it is. There's just so much gold in, in what you've brought to the table today. Absolutely. This is... This is everything. And you can break it down to parts of relationships. You can break it down to sex play if you want, yeah. you know, like just bring hearts into sex. Like you can bring it into like all of it. So um, if you want to look it up, look up uh, Google Jessica Fern hearts or Jessica Fern polysecure. And um, yeah, it's an amazing resource. And it's something that we, um, we teach and have already facilitated in our coaching for a long time. But when you read somebody who puts it so um, articulately and eloquently, then you can't help but just be like, guys, you got to read this book. It's amazing. Love it. I will put it on my reading list, Luke. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today. That was Luke, one half of Conscious Couples. And uh, thanks so much for joining us on After Dark once again, my friend some love and sex advice searching for the answer to your complex confusing or downright awkward questions the queen of the newcastle drag scene is in the building it's time for in bed with timberlina on after dark Well, it's my pleasure for the last time in 2021 to slip under the covers with the marvellous Timberlina, Queen of the Newcastle Drag Scene. Welcome for the last time in 2021, if you can believe it. Oh, the last time. It's kind of sad. Look, it is. But, you know, I think that we have helped a lot of people in a really tough year and we should give ourselves a pat on the back. Um yeah, definitely. Because uh, yeah, we've we've killed it this year, basically, with getting people through lockdown, and uh, people have had more time to think about their relationship and sex issues. And you know, I feel we've nailed it, don't you? Yeah, I think we have too. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I can't wait for twenty twenty two because people, the dating scene will be heating back up again. You know, the dating apps will be firing on all cylinders. So you know, we've got a lot more to give people, but. Yes. We're going to bring it home strong in uh, in 2021. Here we go. We ready? I am. I think I am. <laughs> All right. Dear Timberlina, I had my first hookup with someone new and realised that he's uncircumcised. I've never been with an uncut dude before. I hate to say it, but it kind of grossed me out. It looks so much different from what I'm used to. How do I get over this? Mm. Build a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, and I gotta say, I mean, this was this was a big thing. So, um, you know, look, my love life span generations. I think we all, you know, we all share here, um, and it, you know, it is a thing that is not as prevalent mm. in say millennials anymore. Yeah, I guess from my standpoint, like we see all kinds of penises in my age bracket. Mm. Like as long as it works. Get it dull. <laughs> That's exactly right. Do you know that I had a I had a friend who once broke up with someone because they were uncircumcised? No. Yes. That's yeah. crazy. It was mean. It was like, you know, it's just like you just gotta think about it like a lollipop with its own little built-in wrapper. Yeah. Yeah. Like I felt that was unfair. I mean, as long as they're clean. That's right. 
because you don't want you don't want the cottage cheese situation. No, um, they need it to be clean and hygienic, which everyone should be anyway. That's right. Um, but yeah, I, I can just get amongst it. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, at the end of the day, girlfriend, uh, it doesn't matter when you're getting down to business. Um, it's not very obvious. So, um, yeah, build a bridge. Uh, be inclusive. Yeah. You know, maybe you have a, a skin tag or a mole that, um, you know, someone goes, oh, that's different. Um, yeah. But you want to be accepted just the way you are. And, um, yeah, you should you should embrace this. 100%. Um, yeah. Get amongst it, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. Okay, here we go. Dear Timberlina, I've never had an orgasm before until just recently. I've read advice that masturbation is important for women who want to learn how to orgasm, but it's always been difficult for me to actually do it. I finally took the plunge and have been masturbating and had what I think was an orgasm. Problem is it was really tiny. It hardly felt like anything. Is this truly what I've been working towards for so long? I don't think she had an orgasm. I don't think she had an orgasm either. (laughs) I feel like she talked herself into having an orgasm and it wasn't an orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What I'm reading between the lines is, first of all, look, you know when you've had an orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's- 100%. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, and it, it can be, I, you know, uh, quite surprising when, you know, if you haven't had one and then you have one, but you know about it. So what I think is, is that maybe you had the first stirrings of, um, of arousal and, but you thought that was it. You need to keep going. Yeah. Um, how, did they say how old they were? <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look. I'll just say, um, Ooh, okay, 28. Okay. I mean, okay. I feel like there are some um, some psychological blocks here. Oh, they would 100% because I'm sorry, if you're 28 and you haven't experienced an orgasm, something's up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So, I feel like you might need to go to our sex therapist. Yes. Gabrielle Laurie, our resident sex and relationships therapist, can help out in that area, as can um, our conscious sexuality lady, uh, Jasmine. And she went through a, a real journey with that because she had vaginismus and how to sort of get over that. And um, and she's been on a journey that she's now made a business, which is amazing. So um, there are people out there that can help you. But for the first thing, what you need to do is – you need to take an afternoon. You don't need to have any expectations. You don't need to rush yourself. You need to put your nice candle on. Um, glass house uh, Arabian Nights is my favourite. Then you need to lie down with your toys, bit of lube, right, get some porn up. There is ethical porn out there that you can Google, um, which is much more realistic than, say, something like a porn hub, um, you know, or an ex-hamster. Um and and then uh, you just need to relax into it. Now, this can take a little while, so um, you can't put it in between, you know, two appointments in a 10-minute window. It's not going to work for you. Um, you will reach a point with practice where you can get in and get out, but for now, you need to just slow things down and just no expectations and just immerse yourself in the sensory experience, see how you go. If after that you're still having some mental blocks, then maybe reach out to Gab or Jasmine who might be able to help you a little bit further. 
hundred percent. I mean, you're not a male. We can just go in there. Well, when I identify as a male <laughs> in my sexual world, yes, um, we can get in there and out there. But females cannot. No. Yes. Um, no. No, it takes time. And it is, I mean, they, they do say this, um, you know, that uh, it is all about the brain with women. So our biggest erogenous zone is our brain. So that has to be stimulated. So um, if, you, if you're talking yourself out of it upstairs, downstairs ain't going to happen for you. Yeah. Look at that. I know. <laughs> we just killed that one. That one was so good. Boom. Mic drop. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, mm, okay, all right, mm, okay. Um, my girlfriend used to be really sexy and seductive, but lately the way she initiates sex is horribly unsexy. She'll pull my hand down her pants in this way and um, and that just feels lazy or she'll say something like, want to do it. It makes me cringe. How do you... Um, get how do I get her to be better at initiating? She's done it before, so I know she's capable of being sexy. Longing for passion. Tell her? Yes. Here we go. Cue the word. <laughs> communication. <Ew. laughs> I need to get a button where it just says communication. Yeah, we need a little um, sound bite, don't we? Um, communication is key. People don't realise... If you want to have the best sex in the world, you're going to have to communicate at some stage during this time. You can't just go into a bedroom, take your clothes off and think you're going to have the best sex in the world. It's not going to happen. Sorry. No. Uh, I mean, if it does, well, good on fucking you. I mean, I can't swear like that, but. Um, <laughs> it's all right. It's after dark. <laughs> um, like, I mean, I don't know how many people go into a room just thinking that they're going to get the best sex, like in a hookup. Like, no, sorry. No. You need, you need to communicate. You need to guide and maybe just be like, remember that time when you used to come into the room and like do that really sexy thing? Like communicate yes. about it. Yes, for sure. And, you know, because, yeah, and it will get stale. And if you're not on the same page, so you have to go, you know, even in the act, you have to go, I like this. I don't like this, you know do more of this that feels good you know that sort of thing and and i think that you just you just hit on something really really um big there um you said remember that time when you did that's a really sort of non-confrontational way of going this is actually what i need you to do yeah yeah and that doesn't that's not con- like that's not conflict it's just yeah, I'm remembering that time fondly. And then they'll go, oh, I want them to feel good, so I'll I'll try that again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really like it. Rather than going rather than going, your initiation is shit. Yeah. Change yeah, yeah change your behaviour. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel that that's a really nice, gentle way to do it. Yeah. A little push. A little push. Oh, what have you got planned for Christmas, Timberlina? Well, I literally have like two days off, so I'm heading back out west to mum and dad's. Um, I'll do Christmas out there and then back to Newcastle and then back into shows. Um, Doesn't stop here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, look, you have the most glittery Christmas imaginable. And I can't wait for 2022 when we uh, solve the problems of the world together once again as a super sexual uh, problem-solving duo. Love it. (laughs) 
going to be fun. Bring on 2022 with yeah. no more lockdowns. Yeah, and your news resolution is that you need to um, be speaking from a place of experience. So I want you to get on the dating apps over Christmas, New Year. Don't let me down. I've actually deleted them all, so um, that's not going to happen. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a break from them. So hopefully in the new year I can get back on them and then that's all going to happen. Okay. I'm on a self journey at the moment. Um, that's and fair. And that is important. Yeah. So then next year I'm going to go gun ho and have lots of sex. That's the plan. That is excellent. And can I just say that this journey of, uh, of self-discovery for Timberlina has worked out very well. Skin glowing. Absolutely. Uh, looking amazing. Uh, and the nails today are on point. Um, yeah, you know, we've got like a little, uh, French and black situation. Um, yeah. And it's looking extremely, um, attractive. So, uh, yeah, look, you just need to, everybody sit on your dating apps, wait for Timberlina's triumphant return. And then, um, don't be a dick because I'm going to have to deal with you. Uh, if you know, you go out on a date with her and you don't behave yourself, I'm coming for you. That's my promise in the new year. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was In Bed with Timberlina and you're listening to After Dark. You're listening to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Parting is such sweet sorrow, dear listener. Thank you so much for joining me on this very sexy journey in 2021. I can't wait to turn up the heat in 2022 when we're back on air the week of the 10th of January. Until then, we've got you covered with some epic throwbacks from the year. Have a wonderful Christmas, a banging new year, if you will. And I can't wait to see you in January. Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night. Only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.